Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Browns. My pit in my stomach, and then we go in the weeds on... Boy, Kenny said he has like five pits in his stomach. Is there an NFL team that you absolutely can't stomach winning the Super Bowl of course, outside of the Browns if they're not able to do it. Five stomachs, five knots. It's not that hard to do. It's all coming up on the emerging podcast scene presented by Extend Technologies on 92.3 The Fan Extra on the free Odyssey app. The first four hours were simply in a moose bouche I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. What's going on, Tone? Uh, annoyed with responses I'm getting about a tweet I just sent after the show. Uh, are you in battle mode? Are you in battle mode? Uh, yes. What happened? I... Tweeted out oh boy. that we have gone out of our way Here we go. to find anybody picking Houston. Why would we do that as a radio show in Cleveland? Why would we seek out anybody who would be saying the Texans are going to beat the Browns? Uh-huh. Maybe put them on the air, hear from them. Let's get a sense of why they think they might have an I advantage. Think, I think it's good to hear another's thoughts and opinions on your team, right? What are they saying? He is responding to someone yeah. right now. Yeah. What phones away, gentlemen? It is away. Um, Noodles. And out. I'm getting a thousand in the mouth. I said, "Why is it that this is the tightest point spread of the week? The next closest one is Philly and Tampa Bay." And people are like, "Hey, dummy," because they're going on the road. And I'm like, "Hey, dummy." I'm like, I know Buffalo fans who are panicking about the Steelers. Where is that game? In Buffalo, where is that game in Buffalo? And what's the point the two spread? Seed. And what's Yell the point me. spread? I didn't call you a dummy. And, Ten. And Ten. what's the point spread? Ten. This point spread is two and a half. And maybe by kickoff on Saturday, it's it's a little more, but it's still a very tight point spread. Why is that? What are we missing in Cleveland? Breaking down this game, that Mary Kay Cabot comes on the radio and says, "Oh, it's it's basically going to be a blowout." I mean, if you read between the lines. <laughs> She's like, this is going to be an ass well, kicking. So, what just, are we missing? We're missing something. What are we missing? If the Browns were, so if the Ravens season didn't happen, right, and the Ravens weren't the number one seed, and the Ravens didn't win as many get what they win, twelve games, thirteen games, something like that. 
if that didn't happen and the Browns were the one seed, it would be a home game and that spread would be completely different. And we talked about that a little bit off yeah. air today. I thought five and a half. You thought more. Yeah, which used I to get, be you're the, probably right. They used to say the three points for home, but that's that means on a neutral field. What would the Browns and Texans going be on a neutral the, field? Going into week 18 where the Browns didn't play anybody, they had the second best record in the league, mm-hmm. right? In the AFC at least. And uh, Houston was not in the playoffs going into week 18. Mm-hmm. They were on the outside looking in. They needed the things to fall their way, and that stuff did happen. But I think that has a lot to do with where the number is right now, mainly because they are trying to maybe respect a division winner. Okay, They did win their division, and they yeah, that the division South, did yeah. have three teams, though, that were above 500. It's not like, you know, when the – it was the Saints, I think. Saints went 7-9. and nine. The Seahawks did it, too. Went 7-9 and nine and – won their respective division a few years ago, and everybody's like, they have no chance. This is a little different than that. They were at least, the Texans have been playing well, but that was not in my stomach again. Well, this is, before you get to the knot in the stomach, this is what, I had never heard this term before, like two years ago. Have you heard the term rat line? No. The hell is so that? The rat line, I don't know where they came up with it or whatever. I'm sure it's an easy explanation. I don't know, maybe it's an acronym. But it's a situation like this. Everybody is picking one team. Almost everybody. Running against Tyreek line. But but yet, exactly. But yet the line is what it is. It doesn't coincide. It doesn't make sense. How people are talking about this game does not match the line. No. Normally the money moves the line, right? Like people would be all over this one way or the other. It shouldn't be. Yeah, it only moved right away. And that was it. So the only thing I could come up with is, are they over? Are we as Browns fans overvaluing Joe Flacco? Because nobody, nobody thinks we're overvaluing the defense. We all know how good the defense is. We all know we expect them to be dominant. We expect them to go up against a rookie quarterback and have success. Uh, we expect them to get after it. Uh, thank you to Cleve T.A. for the numbers against pressure. Clean pocket C.J. Stroud is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Against pressure. Dirty pockets. Against pressure and the, let's say, contaminated pocket. Uh, not very good at all. In fact, it's one of the biggest drop-offs. He needs to wear a hazmat suit. And you can get into whether you need pressure or not, pre- like whether you need added pressure with a blitz or not. That's a different discussion. But when he has time to throw, he has dissected basically every defense this year. And does anybody think he's going to have time to throw? No. No. So, given that, the only thing left to question, I guess, would be special teams, but we have our punter back. Maybe, we give up a kick return touchdown that's against true. him. Which is why our kicker is... Maybe on the men this week. Bit in the stomach. But but let's be honest. It's it's the offense. Not the People are not buying Joe Flacco. So that's where the biggest difference is. What do you mean not buying? They they don't think. I mean, he still does have a bunch of turnovers. True. Well, that's what I mean. They're not buying Joe Flacco as a decided advantage over well, CJ Stroud. Well, then why is everybody saying he's the comeback player of the year and all this? Because he's been buying. so great. Because he's been so great. So and you I think, just think he's a pumpkin. And I think, well, I think they are thinking he's a pumpkin. We are not. We expected him to play well. I expect him to play well. 
You yeah. expect him. You said there's no shot. He doesn't play well. Now, well, actually but, say there is now no shot. He doesn't play well. back to when he's standing Listen. on the sidelines in, where were they? Denver? Yeah. Seattle. But he OD'd Denver. in Denver. I probably would have picked Houston in this game. <laughs> but he, I've well, seen... well, he didn't play against Denver. No, but, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They brought him in that week. He immediately went on the road with them, went on Nobody that two game. Nobody expected this. Mm, took that two-week road trip out to California. <sighs> I, I just remembered how nervous I'm going to be watching the game on Saturday, and I don't feel good. But that's normal, right? That is. Yeah, it just uh, you know you don't have any power over anything. You have nothing. Yeah, all no the power, trash. No power. Powerless. I've seen Browns fans say talk the most trash like in a while this week, and all that goes out the window. I mean, once the game starts, no fan gets to back up their trash talk. It's up to the team, and it does show you the confidence that that fans have right now for this team, as well they should. You have had the defense from start to finish, and now the offense is humming in the right direction. Last five weeks of the year, the offense is as good as anybody. How many offenses have been better than the Browns over the last month and a half? Probably not many. Maybe yeah. you've had better run games, certainly. Not, not throwing the ball, not vertical, not being able to hit on the big plays, the explosion plays, those big pop plays, splash plays. Kenny loves a good splash he play. He does love a splash play. I ever said I like splash. a good splash you play? Wore How your, could you not? You wore your poncho in and said, waiting for right. the splash play. Are we watching a Gallagher situation? You or took we, the words right out of my are mouth. are we enjoying splash football? Put away the watermelon. We've got splash. Oh, anyway, man, that was nervous. my question. That was my quandary. I'm nervous. As I head into this, Kenny now says he has his fourth, or is it the fifth, fifth. knot? How how much ro- you don't have much room anymore for all those knots? It's the five pits no, of karma. Trust trust me, I got I got <laughs> enough room for knots. I don't like this. Is it not good? It's just because I don't have any power in anything. Would of this. you rather us be underdogs? I, I'm just imagining what it's going to be like because now we're like 48 hours away from. Oh my God, we're like just over 48 hours away from me sitting in my office and just watching and taking notes and. <sighs> taking you're this act, all in. I want like another week. Game, I want another week of this, you guys. To be torture for you. I, I want another week of this. It is. It's going to be tough. I want another. I do not want to. Oh, my God. I do not want to sit there Ken, and have to watch other games without yeah, my team. Yeah, your team's in the playoffs. Doesn't Why are you treating it like a Second torture? season. I do not want to sit there this, and watch other Guantanamo teams. You're not in Guantanamo Bay. You're in Streetsboro. I wish we were, I wish we were Sunday night now. I wish. I, God. I, God. <laughs> God. I want time. I want Tyson How many Sunday more night. Pits in the stomach. I want do you Sunday want? night because I just oh god I do not want that. If if something bad happens, I cannot sit there and just uh, hope that Pittsburgh loses or anything like that and have to deal with that. that I will not be, be on the computer. Pit. I will not you be on the computer. You won't even watch the Pittsburgh done. game if we lose. Done. Done. You're done not with football. I'm done with the sport. It's a stupid sport if they lose. Stupid sport. That's how I feel every time. Done dedicating to it. Forget the forget the twelve year old rule and in, in in California ban the sport altogether. We'll talk Guardians baseball from here on out. That's it. And and Cavs basketball. Will you have an adopted team? No. For the rest of the playoffs? Yeah. Hell no. My team's in the playoffs. There's a, but there's no team because the only reason no, I can think. No, no, no. These are topics for after the Browns. No, if the I Browns know. lose, no. I know. We're not doing this. But the reason I'm thinking about it just now is in the end, somebody has to win. And and there are a bunch of teams you don't want and to somebody win. Somebody has to lose. There are a bunch of teams, almost every team you don't want to win. So which team would you have the least amount of hatred if they won the Super Bowl? The Philadelphia Eagles. Really? Well, they're going to lose, too. That's well. I'm sorry, but I have a least amount of hatred in them. Okay, that's probably. I true. don't want the pa- I don't want the Packers to win. I don't need another 20 years of good Packer quarterback. Oh, yeah. Great don't need point. That. Don't Do need that in my life. Need to see that. Nope. Nope. Certainly Bills, can't. Pick- uh, uh. Well. Okay. <sighs> You know what? We got to pick another AFC team. We got to go through every team and why there you hate them. Go. Why you don't Bring want them up. to win. Start playing the music. Why you don't want I don't them to win. I got nothing against the Bills. Though. No, you got to find something. 
Because now, here's oh, why. Oh, well, that's going to be easy why. then. Now they have a Super Bowl. Yeah. Now they have a Super Bowl, and you're one of the how many teams left? It's like you, I don't Arizona. Want, I don't want my neighbors doing better than me. The Texans. I don't want my neighbors doing better than me. The non-expansion teams, though. Let's, yeah. let's go okay. non-expansion teams in our I, lifetime. I don't want my neighbors doing better than me. That's why I don't want the Lions and the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, people are like, Bills, Bills, Browns, Super Bowl. I go, no. Nope, I don't because I like the Lions and I like their fans. Yeah, obviously, I don't have anything against the city of Detroit. Like, well, I'm cool all with right, you guys. I don't want right. to have to root against you. How don't want to do it. How uh, about Tampa Bay? For obvious reasons, I do not want them Wouldn't to win the Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be a great story? Somebody drafted be a great story for everybody else but us. Team, we finally drafted a It'd Super be a great Bowl story, but winning for everybody else but quarterback. Us. We got the pick right. Nah, we're good. Nah. Oh, my God. John Dorsey being <laughs> still, like, some way happy. Wait, I don't like John wait, Dorsey. Wait, wait, wait. You like John you don't Dorsey. Like I do. John Dorsey? But, I, but that's going to be added because then the you watch f- real football guy picked him, and then we're going to do this all His over henchman, again. Alonzo Highsmith, nope, will show up not there doing and it. beat you. I, I would never say anything negative about no, Alonzo no, Highsmith. That guy would beat not the. Within, not within a thousand miles, you wouldn't say anything against him. Yeah. He scares the hell out of me, Alonzo mm-hmm. Highsmith. Right. I wouldn't say anything. Miami Dolphins. They're not a hateable team. How could anybody hate the Dolphins? What would you hate about them? I would say oh, I don't want my dad happy, but that sounds terrible. Um, he would be thrilled. That would be amazing. Come on, Kenny, you've had to have liked the Dolphins at some point. That I think yeah, I think I think you'd I be happy for him. Uh, yeah, I but it, <sighs> but they're in the you'd AFC. Be happy for Zach Thomas. Here's the problem: they're in the AFC. He ain't on the team. So that's another team. That's another team favor. that is going to be ranked ahead of you going into next year. We'd have to play them, too, because they finished second in the division. In Cleveland, right? It is in Cleveland, I think yes. you got them in Cleveland. I wanted them on the road, but you got them in Cleveland. Um, I don't know. Do I got to sit there and... Kansas City, we're not I don't want to bag on Tua. We're not going to sit uh, there and root for guys. Kansas City. They, they've won too much. Yeah. That's a show stance? Done there. Kansas City's won too much? Well, obviously, I it's not a show stance. I actually kind of agree. Well, that's why I have said... <laughs> it's not that they've won too much, but I have said... If the Browns win and the like, if the Browns and the Chiefs play each other and the Browns beat the Chiefs, I'm I'm okay. Uh, let me ask you this: I've had my fill. More noodles for me. What if the te- there's never going to be enough noodles? They smell so good. The Texans. What if the Texans went on the no, win the Super don't Bowl? need that. They you could say you nope. lost to the Super Bowl. Champs. No, no. Which I never understood. Not stood saying that. that. Thinking, but, not saying that. Not and nope. they use Browns number one picks to Clear get players that were on the why There out. are. There are very clear reasons why I would not want the Texans to win the Super Bowl. They're running out of teams, bud. I don't want. I don't like a lot of them. Somebody has to win the Super Bowl. I, I Let's like, go, bud. Come on. The Eagles, but then I got the fan. Their fans want to fire Nick Sirianni. Oh, okay, you guys are too crazy. You don't deserve to win that the Super Bowl. That wasn't their fans. I, that was their no, media. I don't want the Niners. I got nope. the team. I got Who? the team. Detroit. Oh, okay, yeah. Except that they've now won a Super Bowl, oh, and we haven't. Yep. And John Take Dorsey comes right back into play. John Dorsey. All right, never mind. No. Oh, and they're our neighbor, and I don't want our neighbor doing better than me. I already forgot my reasoning. They're on Lake Erie, right? What about, can I talk? Lake Erie champs, the lake There we go, and then we can chant. Oh, God. And the Battle of the Barge will be even more momentous. I don't want this. uh, It's too much pressure. Have we left out anybody? Dallas Cowboys. Too much pressure. Hey, who doesn't love the Cowboys? Cowboys. Everybody grows up wanting to play. I know a guy who once said, how about them Cowboys? Yeah. I knew a guy who once said, I want me some glory hole. <laughs> who wouldn't want the glory and the glory hole with the Dallas Cowboys? Jerry Jones would win and then it's ascend into heaven. Yeah. Oh, my God. He wouldn't. He wouldn't survive the after party. There's no way. 
And they'd say he went the way he wanted to go, celebrating. That's actually true. The Dallas Cowboys that Super is the, Bowl. That is very true. I don't want the Cowboys to win. All right, we've gone through the gauntlet. I think we've mentioned every team. Oh, the knot in my stomach. What is... about the Los Angeles Rams? We did not mention the Rams. Hell with them. I like Matt Stafford, but I'm done. Tired? No. Yeah, I have no animosity towards Matt Stafford whatsoever. Nothing for I do. Obviously, the 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 uh, Baltimore Ravens because they're yeah, the Ravens, and obviously. I obviously. Can you imagine Odell having two Super Bowl rings? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, the two teams he goes Jadanian to. Jadavian right Clowney the would have a Super Bowl ring. Now. Clowney would have one too. You're right. That can't happen. <sighs> Boy, but you know what? This is what makes me nervous about Baltimore. Is they clearly have a team that's good enough to win the Super Bowl, and it's not necessarily all on Lamar. It's still a lot of it's going to be on Lamar. But I'm telling you, when Michigan beat Ohio State this year, I said, "Well, <laughs> well, let's see what the." Let's see what the playoff pairings are. Then it was Alabama, and I'm like, okay, we're good. Then they beat Alabama, and I'm like, well, Michael Penix. I mean, Michael Penix can still throw the ball down the well, field. I, I mean, they got, us, they got the wide receivers. They've got the wide receivers, and what a story this is. So look at the stadium. Like, you come up with everything until it's too late, I just and then want to it's get over. I just want to get past this game and go back to house money mode again. That's what I want. <laughs> That's I want this so bad. It's a better place to be Give me this game, in. and yeah. then I'm going to be in house money mode. Yep. Yeah, because yep. You, you, won't, you won't have any of the offseason as many – Nearly any. I mean, if they win a playoff game this week, can you imagine if they dominate the way that Mary Kay's talking? John McClain didn't seem like he thought Houston had a shot whatsoever. And they just roll, and they look that good. And then, hey, win or lose, let's say let's say that game against Baltimore is an instant classic. You win, oh my God. If you lose, it's not like we're going to sit there and say the Browns have all these problems going into the offseason. But that's a huge difference from lose to Houston. Now we're talking a lot of problems going into the offseason. It's just one oh, game. God, it's only no. one game different. No, 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 no. Stop looking like that. It's not that just right one now. game, dude. It's not just one because I'm I don't have Can't, power you over. You are sweating. I'm, I'm now. Gonna, no, I'm not sweating. Come on. I'm gonna start getting people telling me to stop be stop being a bitch. And I'm gonna go, well, go hold on. You ain't nervous? You ain't nervous? Well they use that accent. What? I don't know, whatever that was. Stop being a bitch. Uh, we're brought to you by Extend. Are you ca- what's cause and effect for quarterback play? How we can rescue the uh, downfield passing game, which seems to have been eliminated. Well, you know, Teddy Roosevelt started talking about yeah, it way back when, and here yeah. we are. Uh, I thought this year was some of the worst football play. And I know it's really hard to qualify that. In the league? In the league. What are you trying to say about the Browns? I thought the NFL, the Browns had to do it a certain way up until Flacco came in. Yeah. Um, I thought it was some of the worst football. I, the least enjoyable football I can imagine <laughs> this year in the NFL. And then numbers actually back it up. It's rare that your eyesight matches the numbers. Because a lot of times we, we play tricks on ourselves. In this case, it's real. I just tweeted out the graph. So quarterbacks got sacked this year more. The sack rate was higher this year than it was in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, that matches the eye test. Second, the throws past the line of scrimmage, the yards down the field, the least in like 20 years. I have an easy answer Which for this. Which means NFL teams this year got pretty bad quarterback play on the aggregate, and they also threw the ball closer to the line of scrimmage than they have in a long time. Mm-hmm. How does that even work? You would think, wait, higher percentage throws, screen passes, bubble screens, short dump off, safety valve throws. You would think 
that that would lead to the opposite. Less sacks. You're getting rid of the ball quicker. How are you getting sacked? I have nope. a very easy answer. Nope. Still had way, way too high a sack rate. And yet we're not getting the down-the-field Flacco throws around the league. We're not getting them. That, to me, is a worse product. Some people would disagree. Oh, and you said you might disagree. I think that's a worse product that's not as entertaining. You still want the threat to go vertical. People like people like long, big things. They like three they like three pointers. <laughs> they like violent dunks. They yeah. like home runs and they like bomb passes. That's what they like. Hole in ones. Yep. Hole in thank you very much. A hole in one. Mm. Uh, I have a very easy answer for it, and the answer is a lack of information possibly caused by too much information. I think that the game has changed so much, the type of athlete that plays the position changes so much that we don't know necessarily when we have our starting quarterbacks what to do with them. Remember C.J. Stroud last year? I think he is a case study. Oh, now I'm getting another nod in my stomach just thinking about Houston Texan. No, I'm kidding. Um, I think he is a case study to the overcorrection that is going on, that goes on in sports. The Golden State Warriors shooting three, shooting the bleep out of it with three-pointers. Everybody has to have a small backcourt. Everybody has to have three-pointers, three-point shooters. Overcorrection. In the NFL, Lamar Jackson moves like a cat. Justin Fields moves like a cat, but he... Yeah, you know what? I disagreed with Greg Coast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Or I didn't want to believe Greg Cosell, but yeah, he, he struggles throwing guys open. He does. Yeah. He threw a couple of guys open against the Browns, and then they couldn't catch it. So it, it's it's bad. Now he's starting to learn it, and they can't catch a damn ball except for Cole Komet. But when, when he first came out, it's like, yeah, maybe he's struggling throwing some guys open, anticipating and things like that, seeing, seeing where the window is going to be open instead of waiting for the window to be open, and then it's closed by the time the ball gets there. Because of this... You have to try to win in such a short period of time. I think it's making us take more risks. And so C.J. Stroud, well, he doesn't run enough. Well, he doesn't run enough. What does that mean? But here's a guy. He got a concussion. I know he missed a couple of games this year. But he, for the most part, tries to stay in the – and he can move. But he tries to stay protected and in the pocket. And he has a big arm. And he can survey the field. And he can launch down the field. And he's very, very good. He has a vision for it. He can throw guys open. He can throw anticipatory throws. He can do that. And I think we overthought it with C.J. Straw going into this draft. There is now, with so many of them getting hurt because we are now, well, we have to have running quarterbacks. We have to have them be able to move. And so we're calling RPOs, and they're getting clipped. Now we have less talented quarterbacks playing because we're using so many of them. 
And it works against offensive lines. Offensive lines before, guys getting rid of the ball very, very quickly in, in college offenses. This is You would hit nitty-gritty football in a second if we had that over here on the well, podcast. College offenses get the ball out very quickly. They do not stand back there in the pocket because there really isn't a pocket. They're not asked to do nearly what they're asked to do in the NFL. Offensive linemen in college football are not going against the same defensive ends for the most part. Except for C.J. Stroud, who said the other day he had more to do it in college than he did the NFL. Well, I think because I think they made it harder on him because of that. Because he had to stand there and deliver. And your offensive line isn't as good as what you're going to have in the NFL. But you still have guys who are young coming in. Well, you have guys who are being asked to hold their blocks longer create a pocket for their quarterback. You have a quarterback being asked to stay in a pocket to protect himself for crying out loud, then move about that pocket and not just bail out and go get yourself killed while you're trying to run out there. It's going to create injuries. It's going to create problems. And that's what we're having right now. I got brought up. This is going to be an upsetting opinion to some people because people fell in love with Michael Penix during the season. I saw something that I did not, that worries me about Michael Penix. Michael Penix floats out of the pocket. He like you have to step up and step in and deliver the ball. You have to try to do that. If you don't, it is not the Pac-12. You are going to be brought to justice. Look at what happened against Michigan. Now they they have Washington's coaches are phenomenal. They did not get out coached on Monday night. They did not. Defensively, they made the adjustments they had to make. Offensively, I thought that they made the best adjustments. Michael Penitz had a bad day because I think he started to see ghosts in the second half. He was or yep. second quarter. Oh, yeah. He was missing guys that were wide open. <laughs> it was just a bad day. Roma Dunzi, you could tell, was very frustrated with things. I think there was one shot they showed him where he was just very mad that he couldn't be found. And it, it created problems for him. Well, Michigan has a bunch of dudes. Michigan has dudes that are going to be taken in the first round. Mm-hmm. Washington has some really good players. That guard for them is going to make a lot of money, 55 in the NFL. That guy's going to make a lot of money in the league. His name escapes me right now. They got some dudes, but they just don't have as many as what what Michigan has. But watching Michael Penix, he steps into it every now and then. But in the NFL, whether you're in the shotgun or whether you're under center, there's a drop back, a step up. A lot of guys do not move around the pocket. The pocket goes around them, and then they are escaping between the guard and the tackle left or right side, or guard and center Center. left or right side. That's what they're doing in the NFL. What Michael Penix is doing, there is no pocket. He's at the top. It almost creates a Christmas ornament, and he's the knob at the top of the Christmas ornament. And instead of falling into the pocket, he's floating left and right, and there's a lot of throws when he's under pressure that are back foot floaters. And those are not going to work at the next level. I'm worried about that. Yeah, I, mean, Justin, I like Michael Penix a lot. Justin Herbert can make those throws. Yes. Patrick Mahomes can make those throws. Josh Allen can, but not a well, lot of guys Well, I want to see what his arm strength really is and, and, and some of that stuff because I think that that has something to do with it. But seeing him being chased around mm-hmm. and then not being able to make those adjustments, it, it concerns me for the next level. If my job was on the line, I'd have to draft him. He's going to be a first-round quarterback. Let's not be stupid about this. I'm not saying he's undraftable. I'm being told J.J. McCarthy's a first-round draft pick now. Well, see, that's an interesting thing, too, but that's another discussion for another day. But I think it's also symbolic of what we're doing. Lamar Jackson, he's got the speed. If he wanted to, he could do that. He could get away from 
the pocket and be at the top of the pocket and move left or right. But you see a lot of times Lamar steps in and then he will just do a right 90-degree angle left or right and take off around somebody if he has to. But he steps into the pocket and he's letting it fly. He trusts his protection. But when you have different guys protecting, or excuse me, when you have a different quarterback that you have to protect, you don't know what that guy's going to do. This is why Joe Flacco is part of the reason why Joe Flacco has been good, and this is why I disagreed with what Bill said, because he said, well, it's all the defense, and, and Kevin Stefanski's getting bailed out. Joe Fla- They know where Joe Flacco's going to be. At all times. They don't know where P.J. Walker's going to be. I can't give anything to Jeff Driscoll because they're all backups yeah. who, are, who are blocking for him against Cincinnati. They know where these guys are going to be. One of the things that I think was a problem with Deshaun last year, not this year, was I don't think guys necessarily knew where he was going to be because you were from on the field to off the field, and when you're playing every single week, there becomes a muscle memory. What was the type of quarterback they had? Statuesque, stay in the pocket, stand and deliver type of quarterback. Then Deshaun comes in, I'm asking these guys to block differently, and it's going to throw everybody's rhythm off, and it threw off Deshaun's rhythm. Now, I think it did get better in 2023. I do. Game started a little bit rough, but I thought they finished very well for Deshaun. It's going to be even more incumbent upon them to know each other in 2024. But that's another discussion for another day. I'm trying to bring it back home to Cleveland on this. But that, to me, is a very long-winded answer. I'm sorry about why this is all struggling. I I, I listened to everything you said. I'm done talking. You didn't say one thing that I thought was inaccurate. (laughs) You didn't uh, say one thing I thought made sense. I was ready to pounce. I was ready to pounce. With all that said, first of all, do you agree or disagree with my take that it's been a worse brand of football this year? Because I certainly can understand people say, what are you talking about? Football was great this year. It's a Rains less entertaining brand of football. I cannot deny that. Okay, It's not what the fans want. I mean, the Browns run a hell of a screenplay, and that's been a very explosive, <laughs> exciting play. Really, since the day Stefanski got here, they understood the importance of the screen as an extension of the run, how to really scheme. David Njoku, you would think, would be blanketed on every play. Why isn't he? Because he's blocking at the start of all these plays. Right. And now you're you're putting defense in conflict. Like, they have to make a decision. And then do we rush the passer? We can see him right there. Do I go and get him? Okay, well, now David Njoku's open and the defense is out of sorts. Like, the Browns understand the screen game better than just about any team in professional football. So, for us, that's an exciting play. Mm-hmm. But I watch all these games. It's not an exciting play for all these other teams. Because most They're people... They're getting totally... Uh, is it sniffed or snuffed out? I always get this wrong. Snuffed. They're getting snuffed out. So well, I think you start wait, to confuse if it with they anything. figure out the play, they've sniffed they've it out. Sniffed it out. The but if they stop the play, it's snuffed, then it's out. snuffed out. Is this true? I've never yes. known yes. this my yes. entire He's right. career. Owen's right. Is this a broadcasting term or just a general it's football? It's a general term? life term. It's a, it's a general. Yeah, it's a general. I snuffed it out. I I ended it. Like I, a snuff film. You snuff, right. you snuff out a cigarette. How about resuscitate versus Boom. resuscitate? I don't know. Anyway, hey, come on now. I'm anyway, not a doctor. All, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying Yet. is, not a neurologist. I watch these other teams try to try to use their extensions of the running game, and it puts me to sleep. It's not exciting football. What was exciting football to me was way back in the day. Who was it? Was it Jeff Blake of the Cincinnati Bengals airing it out deep? Who were those wide receivers? It's ex- Carl Pickens. Here. It's Carl exciting. Pickens, there was another one. Somebody help me. It's exciting if Raheem Mostert rips off twenty a game and then mm-hmm. or twenty on a play, and yeah. then his other running back rips off another twenty. That's what makes the that's what makes the running game exciting. Yeah. But also, it's it's then it's incumbent upon the person who have I said that twice today? There won't be a third. I'm done. Well, you it's, keep saying incumbent for the fan. 
it is, I think I'm using the wrong word, too. Maybe. Anyway, it is on that, per, I stayed up way too late last <laughs> night, guys. I'm sorry. I was watching that Stephen A. Smith thing, and it, 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 the night got away from me. I wasn't even drinking. Uh, it's on the color analyst then to dig in and make it entertaining Darn for you. Darnay Scott and Carl Darnay Scott, there you go. It's going to bother me the rest of the it, way. Watching football to 90% of the people out there, there's a lot of guys who, you know, I, I don't want to make a rash generalization. There was a lot, like what I was just saying, the cause and effect. There might have been guys who agreed, disagree. It, regardless of whether you agreed or disagree with my opinion, if you were listening to every single word of it, you're a football guy. You're one of the 10% that are going to stay through that. That's why we call it, I'm going to let you in on a show. That's why we call it nitty-gritty football talk, because if we just go into the weeds and get podcasty on the regular show, people are very busy in the morning, lose, and they're going to click we'd out. We lose eight-tenths of our audience. Yes, we do. <laughs> and it's happened in the past, and it would happen again, and that's why we kind of made a gag out of it, because I know i got to be in and out, and we got to move on to something more fun that general people are going to pick up, because you're very busy in the morning, and it's very easy to distract you when we know that. You have 44 original thoughts that happen per minute on your drive-in. Don't think where we haven't you noticed. Where did that from? Uh, don't you worry about where I got it. <laughs> so there's a lot of things to distract you. So now that we have your attention on that, the 10% of you that actually stuck around for that, your football guys, I'm not worried about entertaining you. So you say it's better football. It's better football to you. You watch yeah. the lines of scrimmage. You watch what people are doing in the blitz. You are not watching what well, everybody else what is watching. Anthony brought up, I, I am still good with that. My kids, I go, come watch a game with Pop. And they'll sit there, and then five minutes later, they just go, I just want to go play the Switch because yep. this sucks to me. Because they they're watching. Out. Everybody else is watching whoever has the ball. Right. That's all they're watching. It's the same way that I had to be taught to watch basketball. Oh, wow. That's incredible. The athletics, the athletic picked Houston the whole way. Um, against the Browns. Something we can talk Jackson about tomorrow. Jason Lloyd. Oh, wow. <laughs> It's the same way I had to learn how to watch basketball, and I forget sometimes. I was taught that when I started doing I – was, I was an adult when I started watching basketball the right way when it was sitting there and watching film with Ashland basketball coaches who – they're all head coaches now. The one's still the head coach there. You're not always watching the guy with the ball. There's things that are created around it. There's plays. That's how you see sets. That's how you see things created. It's not just some guy stands there with the ball. Unless it could be LeBron James and you can just beat everybody because he's that great. You're not just standing there with the ball. You move the, the movement, the sets, the picks, those type of things. And even then, I, I don't have the type of understanding of it that a lot of other people do. With football, I don't have the <coughs> understanding a lot of people do, but I have a better understanding of it than a lot of other people do. Okay? I'm not a coach, but... I do pride myself on knowing a lot more about the game. And than remember when Ken the was guy getting, hanging out with when Ken was getting carted off the field and had his and fingers gave my, in the air. The tomahawk chop. It, yep. it was right back to the coaching manuals, and he yes. was studying. It was time well, to no, study. The, one of the things is when I was in high school, I, I, I plays did not. It was like I was trying to read Chinese until I, got, I became a senior. My buddy Dan McLaughlin helped me. Dan McLaughlin, who I believe works in finance in North Carolina right now, uh, I don't know if he's going to hear this. Shout out Dan. Dan and shout Dan, out to his team, the McLaughlin Dan was group. the key. Great. I wish we were getting ready to end the show. Dan was the key. Dan goes, Ken, this isn't hard. Look at this. And he sat down with me. He goes, he goes, you're you're looking at everything. Look at you inside and out. And I go, oh my God. It like he did it and it went just went. It all made sense. It almost it, it's like I learned how to read again. It really is. Congratulations. It was. 
and di- and it was like, why did I not? I I I took notes in eighth grade football and I couldn't get it. I could not remember my plays. I couldn't do it. And it wasn't until Dan sat down with me and he started and I didn't. And by that time it was too late. And that's when I learned it. And that's that's what helped. But I, I see the game now. And I'm telling you, that's the reason for it. There's other reasons too. That again, a actual football coach would say, "No, you're wrong on this," and let me tell you why. But I think in the game, we are in, we don't realize how much flux the game of football is in right now. From the from the lowest levels of children to the highest level in the NFL, we are, the the athlete that plays the old style of thinking of this type of guy plays this position, that type of guy plays that position, and you can read into that what you want. And I'm glad it's changed because I think it will make for a better brand of football at some point. We are in a period where the the best has to bottleneck to the top. The cream has to rise to the top of it. And so that's where we're in right now. By the way, final final thing. What is what is the next move for Nick Saban? I do not want to see him on college game day. I want to see him on uh big noon kickoff in a serious conversation of football with, with Urban, Urban Meyer. Meyer. And and who else is on that show? I know they've added Mark Ingram, I think, uh at times was Matt Leinart. On, on the big noon? Yeah. Brady Quinn, Matt Leinard, Reggie Bush. Man, they have so many guys. Um, Herb. I could see Fox trying to outbid. But the problem is now the SEC is going to be exclusively on ESPN. Mm-hmm. So that could be a factor. He has, obviously if, has close relationships with what, ESPN. What if NBC said, we want Nick Saban on Peacock It gives only. him instant credibility. Well, it would be on all the NBC stuff. Right. right? But you would have to... Buy that extra app, and you would get all that. Can I ask you? Can I ask you? Can Nick Saban? Does he have credibility on the NFL? I think he has credibility on the game of football. Uh, so I agree with you. Would uh, would some people be Not going this year? I don't. Would think. some okay because he knows all the players in the NFL. Right. They all played at Alabama, or he was recruited. Right. He recruited those guys. <laughs> so like I. I would be interested to hear what he had to say. I'm just wondering because if a network throws but the I, most amount of money to him possible, they're going to want the most bang for their buck. Like they didn't put Sean Payton on the desk last year at Fox. They had him come in and do a segment. And I think mm-hmm. NFL-wise you can do that with Nick Saban. I don't think you can just put him. Like CBS has put J.J. Watt on the desk. It works sometimes. God, I haven't watched any yeah. of CBS stuff. I have an idea for a passion project for Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. I don't. I don't think it would be highly rated a at all. Podcast. I, I think. I think you do a series of episodes, a ten-part series or whatever, a season, and call it the Masters. And it it turns into the same thing of what finding the winning edge is for Bill Walsh. Where that book is, if you can find that book, it's like six hundred dollars. Because he sold, he made a book, and it just became a textbook about football. But now every football coach has to have it because it's so detailed and so good. And some of the principles, excuse me, most of the principles are still used today in twenty twenty three. And that book was written a long time ago, twenty twenty four. And that book was written a long time ago. And now you, that uh, to find a hardcover copy of that book is like six hundred dollars. What if you had it signed? And so, well, that's going to be even more because he's a Hall of Famer and he has passed away, sadly. But for a guy like Belichick and 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 because Belichick opens up with other football guys, if you it, like, you've heard him talk about the history of it on on NFL Network. He beams. He has a personality. If you put Nick Saban and Bill Belichick on a mic an hour at a time and call it the Masters, you will not have great ratings because I think a lot of people <laughs> it's just going to be way above their head. 
but I think it would be such a service to the game of football that these guys here are they've they've studied the history, they know what's coming yeah. in the future, and they can do such a service to the game. Belichick's history stuff, I listen to any time. Anytime he starts talking history, and sometimes you gotta weed through a bunch of other stuff, but there will be those rare press conferences uh that normally he's just not answering anything. And someone hits him with a question, he's like, damn it, I'm gonna talk about this for five minutes because I appreciate the history of football. And Bill Belichick is such an almanac. He's such an almanac. That, that's why they've been so good. They're, that Army-Navy, when he was doing the Army-Navy stuff this year, I was like, I, I'm not leaving. i got to listen watch all this. The guys who become head coaches, and a lot of them, like, there's one I'm going to use, I could use as an example, but then it becomes political and I don't want to get into it. They, they turn into it for themselves. You see the guys who are legends, and they're le- we make them out to be legends because we want to put these people in exalted status, but they're the ones that really have an appreciation for the game. Like John Madden would tell the story, had an eight-hour coach's clinic one day. They did four hours, one part of the play, and four hours on the other part of the play. <laughs> play. It was Vince Lombardi speaking for eight hours. That's all it was. And one play, that's what they did. That's that's how it works. And like it's it's that type of attention to detail and appreciation for the game what other people have created, what you've created because of the other people and what's to come after that. I would love to hear those guys. I'd, I'd, I'd just sit down and listen oh. to them for as long as they spoke. My God. But then again, how much would they have to pay you to sit there and watch Hugh Jackson diagram a play? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.